Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Story Won't Die is the latest work from award-winning filmmaker David Henry Gerson. It's an inspiring and timely look at a young generation of Syrian artists who use their work to protest and process what is currently the world's largest and longest ongoing displacement of people since World War II. The film was produced by Sundance award-winning producer Odessa Ray. The film spotlights a number of celebrated and creative personalities from the Syrian uprising including musicians, choreographers, breakdancers, and visual artists. It's a terrific documentary film, and you should seek it out. The film, again, is called The Story Won't Die, and we're joined today by the director, David Henry Gerson. David, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And the one thing I want to get out is uh, the war in Syria has certainly faded from our our, our focus in a lot of ways here in the in the West and certainly here in the United States, we've moved on in some ways. But the the horror of it, the ongoing rolling disaster and tragedy of it still continues. And uh, I'm glad that this film is bringing some of that focus back to us, but also finding the people that you've you found in the film to work with and to to showcase. First, talk about what inspired the documentary and what inspired you to to work with these wonderful artists that we see in the film. I guess this started, um, I I had made a short film called All These Voices uh, that won the Student Academy Award in 2016, my thesis uh, from AFI. And that was about artists uh, sort of voicing the scream uh, of World War II. Uh, And this idea of giving voice to horror has always been interesting and important to me. I saw a film that same year, a short documentary about Lesbos and Greece, and it just really opened my eyes to the fact that the Syrian conflict has been the largest and worst displacement of people since World War II. Uh, Over 13 million Syrians internally displaced, I think something around 6 million Syrians who have been able to leave Syria. And of course, with Ukraine now, uh, what's largest is maybe debatable. Um, but it just sort of got my DNA interested. Um, my father comes from a similar background. He was born a refugee, came legally into the United States as an undocumented immigrant um, when he was very young. I think I had heard so much rhetoric uh, against refugees and immigrants, uh, certainly during 2018, and, and just seen so much of that kind of fear of, of who may be on the other side of a border that I just got interested in, in both who who are these people? Who are the, you know, this is a number, but what do we do with numbers? Um, and who is doing the really difficult work of looking into that darkness and expressing it and giving voice to it? You know, I think often of uh, sort of Picasso's Guernica uh, or Goya's Third of May or you know, certain songs uh, that have given voice to, to movements that maybe when we forget about who the politicians were at the time, uh, the song or the painting lives on. And so this film was an investigation into what is it like to make that kind of work? And who are the people who are really, uh, like I said, looking into that darkness and, and trying to process it in a certain way. Um, that, that all got me 
started with making this movie. And I think this is an important point to be made, not only in your film, um, The Story Won't Die, but the, the idea of refugees is increasingly a part of the human experience in 2022. And I see no let up. I see no respite from what we, as the world becomes more and more unstable due to climate change and politics and war, this is going to be increasingly a part of the human experience throughout the world and how we deal with it. Not only how we deal with the the humanity of it, of the people being displaced and how we either welcome them in or we do something violent to keep them from coming in to our countries and specifically the United States. This is something that is not going to go away. And if anything, it's going to become more and, and more a part of the way we are going to be able to move forward as a race, as a species, and how we'd handle it. So for, for me, watching this film, it's just one more example of the essentially the migration of, by, of millions of people around the world that's currently taking place. But certainly focusing on Syria is an important part because we get a chance to meet these people. But isn't am I... Absolutely. Look, there's at least 85 million uh, refugees on the planet today, and, and absolutely with climate change and, and all the effects of climate change, which leads in many cases to war, it's not going to be going away. And like you say, we can either, as a survival mechanism, as a species, uh, try to close our doors and not look at the faces on the other side of those doors, or we see that we too could be in that situation very easily and look at the faces and try to understand the experience of those who may be at that door so that we both can have a greater understanding and, and, and you know, be more interconnected as a species, um, but also greater knowledge uh, so that should we be in those same situations, uh, we right. may have the hope and the inspiration of how to endure. And I think one of my hopes from this film is that it does give people that sort of inspiration uh, to be able to be resilient and creatively resilient as the great artists in this film are. And your, the artists in this film provide us with a, a, a context for conversation about mm -hmm. this, because how we handle this, how we move forward increasingly in an unstable world is so important. I really think that we need to be having conversations about the world that we will soon be living in. We're not having them. We just aren't. And I think in your film, that's what's happening. We're having conversations about it. I'm thrilled to hear that. That's certainly the goal. Yeah. Well, I'd love to focus on all of them. I really would. Because honestly, everyone in the film, I wanted to know more about. You, you and, can, by the way, on our website, thestorywon'tdie.com. There's a tab, and you can learn about all the different artists in the film. Thank you for pointing that out. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But it's hard not to, because it feels like the film will it kicks off with uh, Abu Hajar yeah. and and him and his experience going through what he went through in the Syrian war, and he's a wonderful kind of entry point. I felt like he was a good person to get us started in the film. Let's talk a little bit about him. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, so Abu Hajar uh, has been kind of political in his 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 journey of being a rapper and a musician and politics have always kind of gone in hand since the beginning. And when the uprising was happening in Syria, uh, he started making political lyrics, and he paid a price for it. 
And, and I think this is one of the great eye-openers to me as, as an American telling the story, is what is freedom of expression? And certainly by seeing what it is not, uh, helps me to understand and appreciate what it is. In, in Abu Hajar's situation, there was no freedom of expression. His, he, I think he said, the driver of this car is weird. And that, that lyric uh, got him imprisoned, imprisoned and, and tortured. Um, and while he was in prison, rather than being silenced, which is what most dictators want, uh, he instead came up with new lyrics and wanted to make more music. That, that ability to be in the worst possible circumstance and still create uh, is one of the most noble attributes I can think of. Uh, and I think that's really why I made, made this film. You know, and he, he went through this awful situation and, and emerged with, with great humor and wit. And uh, I don't know, I, I can hear him uh, nudging me right now because he, you know, <laughs> he's sort of embarrassed by it, but he, you know, he's, a, he's really a, a great, great guy. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm glad to have been able to share his story. I want to remind our listeners that uh, we're speaking with the filmmaker, David Henry Gerson, and he is going to be, the film opens here in Los Angeles uh, at a number of Lemley theaters, uh, which, I, which I will quickly mention. They'd open in, uh, at the Glendale Lemley, and you will be there along with your uh, producer, Odessa Ray, beginning on uh, Friday, June 10th through the 14th. You'll be there for Q&As. Um, so be looking for that. But it also will be rolling out across the country to New York at the Village, the Cinema Village on the 17th. And we'll also be receiving a VOD release on all the major platforms beginning on June 21st, which is essentially time to, to coincide with World Refugee Day. So I think all of those things are important for people to know and find out more about, search out this film, because it is so humanizing. We we here in America have, again, I mentioned at the beginning, we've lost sight of Syria. It's become kind of a, a mix of, of troubles, wars in the Middle East and, and in that area of the world. But um, seeing these people talk to us, mostly in English, is unfortunately the way we digest things. I mean, that's the way we begin to relate to people and see them in, we see them where we live, essentially, in that in that context. And by the way, just as a kind of a, an, maybe an anecdote, but I think it's important to point out that the situation in Syria was dire because of the repressive regime, of, but also because it related to climate change. There was a water issue that farmers were having. They protested. That was part of the protest in Homs. And that kicked off this, the repression that took place moving forward. So while we don't think of climate being related to Syria and the, and the what happened, it is, it was. So these are all interconnected. And that's, I think, the point I'm trying to make. And, and I hate to mention also that what we're seeing in Ukraine, Syria was very much a trial ground. Um, yes, for the Russians. And I mean, Chechnya and Georgia. History. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All these things are, again, they all are becoming more and more and more a part of our world. And we, I think, in the West are, haven't caught up with it. I don't think we quite understand it because we are pretty myopic, really, to be honest. There are other people in here. I, I just fell in love with so many people. If, and if I butcher their names, please. Uh, Diala Brishley. Brishley. Yeah, Diala Brishley. Yeah. Yes, Diala is an amazing animator, visual artist. 
a delightful person uh, and makes, you know, uh, we were speaking with Shepard Ferry, the artist and activist uh, at our Hot Docs premiere, and, and Shepard sort of compared her work to a Trojan horse. Uh, her work is very playful and almost childlike looking, but uh, through that sort of playfulness, you're really learning about the horrors of this war. Uh, and, and I think that's uh, that idea of being a Trojan horse is kind of what the film is trying to do in a way as well. Uh, you know, yeah. it's not all, uh, uh, it, it, it is certainly depressing at times, uh, but it is not all, all um, misery. Uh, and, and we're trying to, in the same way that if you talk to some of the people in this film, uh, as you, through conversation, open up to some of the horrors that they've been through, there will be smiles and, and there will yeah, be jokes. And, and it's that kind of approach uh, that, that the film has as well. That's the great thing about artists. They show us where we are and they show us where we could go. That's truly how I feel about great art. It, it's truth, the moment, the moment of truth, if you will, in often in their, in their work, but it's also a path forward. Yeah. Generally, that's that's the way things go. There's so many. Again, I I just I feel like keep anybody, going, keep I, going, yeah. the choreography of yeah. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just again, a, a wonderful person to spend time with. Wonderful to watch him in his work. And yeah, you know, he's amazing because he he told me a story of being. Uh, you know, after a year of trying to get from Syria to settling down in Berlin, uh, on the way he was in Thessaloniki on the side of the road, freezing nearly to death with two of his friends. And they were all sort of cuddling, uh, huddling close to stay warm. And that night he said, I will be my own God, so to speak. Yeah. I will turn my circumstances into fuel for my art going forward. And he has been making choreography inspired by uh, the awful traumatic circumstances he's been through. And I think that ability, again, to, to take one's trauma um, and not shy away from it, but to digest it so that others can share in some, some means the experience and, and learn from it is really an um, inspiring act that, that, that uh, we, we share in this film. I can only imagine that the uh, the people in the film have seen the film yeah and hopefully this has <clears throat> raised their profile to some extent for what they are doing and want to want to do only with your help okay well i'm glad to be able to be a <laughs> part of that effort and <clears throat> and i i'm curious about uh, some of their reactions i mean in terms of what they've seen and the impact it's hopefully a positive impact it's hopefully happening on their life yeah, I mean, uh, I shared cuts with them early on in the process to make sure that we were developing the story together. You know, one of my sort of favorite moments, my, my father died while I was making the film. And I think the night before he died, I showed a clip of it to Diala. And after watching it, she cried and she said, I, I didn't realize other people were feeling what I was feeling. Uh, I feel much less alone now. I think if there's any reason to create, it's, it's to do that, is to make people feel less alone. You know, we, we just showed in Berlin to a lot of the artists and being all together in a room and, and having people see it, uh, and in some cases for the first time projected on the screen um, and in a community of others, I hope, I hope has been a sort of cathartic process uh, to help maybe look at one's experience from a distance a bit 
it's difficult to, to see these stories if you've lived through them and you're continuing, uh, it's, it's your life. Not to mention, you know, it was one thing for actors to see themselves on a screen, but for, you know, us, us normal people to see ourselves on a screen is a, is a whole different uh, yeah. endeavor, so. Yeah. Is there anything to report on Syria today that would be relevant to our conversation? Is it better, worse? Because as I say, we've, it's just sort of slid off the radar for us. Is, what's it like? I'm not fit to answer that question, um, but all, all I can say is that it, you know, uh, some nations around the world, specifically Denmark, um, have said it is now safe to go back to Syria and are starting to send Syrian refugees back uh, to Syria. Uh, from every account that I've heard, it is not safe for these people to go back. Uh, you can imagine if you were tortured and put in prison by Assad to be told, hey, it's safe, go back to him now, uh, is, is a pretty horrible thing to be told. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, Assad is still in power. And un unfortunately, um, it, it, you know, there, there are still major issues. I believe I said his name incorrectly earlier. It's Bashar al-Assad who is part of a, a family business of running Syria. And that's really what they have done to Syria is turn it into a family business. And all of the worst things that can be implied from that, it's been a pretty terrible, awful dictatorship. I hope someday for them to be able to return to a safe and in, in welcoming Syria. But I, I, I'm with you. I'm, it, given what just happened, what we just discussed with the Russians coming in there and essentially bombing the sh out of everything, going back to that cannot be something that would be good for almost anyone. So I, I would say the one thing is, is there are still people creating. Yes. And there are still people who have been in these situations and who are still in those situations. Uh, there's a great graffiti artist still in Syria that we've been following and, you know, still making work. Uh, so no matter the darkness that one may be enduring, there is always that ability to, to, face it and to express oneself yeah. and, and even when there is a limitation of course on freedom of expression yeah um so so i guess the the other answer is that you know all of the artists in the film are still creating uh, and, and and that's a, a different side of the coin you can't help but think as you're watching this film how would i react what would i do how would i come out on the other side of this and to see people who do who have lived through the most horrific kinds of circumstances come out on the other side in and of itself as an inspiration, let alone what they do. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Again, the film is called. Thanks to them. Yes. Yes. Again, the film is called The Story Won't Die. Uh, it is opening here in Los Angeles at the Lemley Cinema in Glendale and will be rolling out to a number of other Lemleys on June 20th, New Hall. Playhouse 7, Claremont, and The Royal, but it's opening in the Glendale Limley this Friday the 10th, and also will be available on VOD uh, beginning on June 21st, and to time to, to go along with World Refugee Day, and also in New York on the 17th at the Cinema Village. David Henry Gerson, thank you so very much for your time. Thank you so much for The Story Won't Die. Thank you. Hope to see you in the theater. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. 
You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.